Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I feel like I have no voice. It's really just because I just woke up, but I have no other time to record this, so sorry that my voice is obnoxiously raspy. I am outside today. It rained this morning, so hopefully the construction people are not going to show up because it's not raining anymore. Um, But yeah, I want to talk about being bisexual today. This is a little bit of a hard topic for me to discuss, just because it's still something that I am actively experiencing. I've only realized this about myself in the past year and yeah I just kind of want to get into that, get into why I think it took me so long to accept this about myself and just talk about my experience in general but it's one of those things where I feel like as I look back on it I've realized more and more and it makes more and more sense to me And so I know there will be a time where this point in time makes a lot more sense to me too. Like hindsight is 2020, right? We all know this. So I feel a little bit nervous talking about it. It's one of those things that makes me uncomfortable. But in case you're new here and don't remember, the whole point of this podcast was to get me to talk about my feelings more openly and things that I'm actively experiencing more honestly because I struggle to do that in life. So I feel like it's appropriate to be getting into this today. And it's Pride Month and it doesn't feel like Pride Month to me um, because there's no parade. Yeah, I'm still salty about that. I'm still really angry that they're not doing anything for Pride. I just really want to celebrate and I thought I was going to be able to go ham this month and like really go all out and now there's nothing going on. So it's just kind of lame to me because I do feel very proud to be queer. Um, So let's just get into all of that. And I think that before I talk about what happened a year ago, I kind of have to talk about my past and my childhood. We hate that. Um, But I think it plays a really big role in why it took me so long to accept this about myself because I have never, ever been homophobic. And most of my friends growing up have been queer in some way. And so I think because of that, it kind of made it harder for me to accept it when I was starting to realize it about myself. Like, I've been around it, why wouldn't I notice it sooner kind of vibe, you know? I don't know. Um, But I think that that has a lot to do with my childhood. As we know, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I grew up overweight, which definitely, if you grew up fat, you know it affects you as an adult a lot. Just because in those formative years how you feel sucks. And I really think that my dad made this much worse for me because he is very misogynistic, very misogynistic. And now listen, in the heteronormative world, I would say that misogyny is really pushed on us. Like more than I even realized, that is something that being queer has also helped me break out of a lot that misogyny follows you everywhere, no matter what, but I think having a dad who was very misogynistic made it, like, a thousand times worse for me, and this is something that, again, I did not realize until unpacking my queerness. I always kind of felt like I had to compete with my sister Samantha growing up, and that was a really shitty feeling, and it really affected our relationship we already shared a room so we were already (laughs) struggling growing up whoever you share a room with you know you just hate that sibling growing up it's a train wreck um so we already had that on our plate but also 
my sister was the epitome of what my dad thought a daughter, a woman, whatever should be. She was very, very skinny. She, um, had long, beautiful hair always. My dad hates short hair. He's very vocal about how women should not have short hair. Um, she always had a bunch of boyfriends. I don't know. I just felt like I was the opposite of what my dad thought was okay for a woman to be. And he was very vocal about this in every sense. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, he'd see a woman on the side of the street who he thought looked crazy and talk about it. Like, if we're watching TV, he'd be making comments about women. If he sees a woman in a magazine, he'll make comments about her. If there's something going on in the news, he's a news magnet. He stays up to date. I don't know. I just always heard him making fun of women who were curvier, who had bigger butts, who had, like, short hair, who were had any fat on them if they weren't a size zero they are not they ain't shit to him and I also I think everyone in my generation grew up like this with our mothers being what I like to call weight watch moms all of our moms were on weight watchers dieting constantly talking bad about themselves and my mom was no exception to this so that also negatively affected me I had a father figure who was constantly being degrading towards women and then I had a mother who has not a single confidence bone in her body. Like, I've never heard my mom say anything good about herself. Even to this day, all she talks about is how she needs to lose weight, she needs to diet, whatever, what have you. Growing up, I was very much a tomboy, too, which also didn't help anything. Like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but me and my brother are basically Irish twins. He was always in the grade below me. We grew up very close. I grew up in a cul-de-sac full of boys. Like, I was out playing manhunt in the woods, and then, on top of that, I really wanted my dad's attention. I really wanted him to love me. As I think most people do, but my mom will even admit to this now. She really pushed a relationship with my father on all of us because he was more physically affectionate than she was. My mom, still to this day, doesn't really hug us. She doesn't really tell us she loves us. When she does hug me on the rare occasion, if she's, like, going somewhere far away, she'll give me a hug, and I can tell that it's just really awkward and uncomfortable for her. And my dad is the opposite. He's very physically affectionate. I'm very physically affectionate as well. I would say my sister is, too. Um, my brother is definitely more like my mom. But she wanted us to grow up with a lot of physical affection because she felt like she didn't, and it was hard for her, and it was very obviously hard for her. So she really pushed this relationship with my dad on all of us as well, simply because she wanted us to grow up and have a lot of physical affection. But I think that in retrospect, this made it even worse for me, even harder for me. I had already put my dad on a pedestal and I feel like that just made it more intense. So that being said, I spent a lot of my childhood just trying to please my father. And when I look back, I don't have any memories of him at all just doing things for me. I can't think of a single time he came to talk to me just to hear me talk or did an act of service just because he knew I would appreciate it or it was a nice thing to do to me. It was a very one-sided relationship, which I think has also affected my view on relationships looking back now. Um, but yeah, I just, I always went and played baseball with him and my brothers, even though they never actually let me play. I was basically just picking up lost balls for them um 
he was a mechanic my whole life so I really and I was really interested in cars honestly I wanted to know how to work on cars so I would help him like I would come outside with him and help him when he was working on cars he opened his own business when I was really young it didn't last long but I used to answer the phones for him I would hold flashlights for him all that he never actually let me work on cars I just wanted to be around him and he always complained that none of us wanted to hang out with him so I made a really big effort to try to hang out with him. I would give him back massages all the time because my dad has like chronic pain issues. So I would always massage his back. When he started powerlifting, they wear like really tight benching shirts. And if you have any like back hair, it'll rip your back hair out and it hurts. So I used to shave his back for him all the time, like before his meets. I would just would do anything to feel like he loved me. I would do anything for like an ounce of attention for him. But... I don't know, I, I definitely, I still struggled and I still was old enough that I realized it was not very reciprocated and it hurt my feelings. And then by the time I hit middle school, I became very boy crazy. I wanted male validation and male attention more than anything else in the world. And I kind of suppressed a lot of who I was in middle school. I started wearing makeup every day and straightening my hair styling my hair every single day. I would not leave the house unless my hair and makeup was done, which is not who I am at all, which we know this now, right? Because I don't ever <laughs> really wear makeup or do anything to my hair. I wear my natural curly hair most of the time. So this was very out of character for me, but it's what I thought I had to do to get male attention. And I would do anything for male attention at this point in time. It's middle school, your hormones are raging, everyone's starting to care about dating and relationships, whatever. Um, I was no exception to this, but I think it was like times a million for me. Like, I was genuinely boy crazy. Pick me girl energy to the max. Not really to the max, because like, I still really cared about my friends. I feel like when we think of pick me girls, we think of girls who would put boys before anybody and I was definitely not that and in fact I got hurt a lot because my friends would put boys over me um but yeah I just really wanted that male validation and then at the end of eighth grade the last day of eighth grade I was sexually assaulted for the first time by a high schooler and don't get me wrong I am I do not agree with the saying of like what happens to you makes you stronger or like I kind of do think everything happens for a reason but I'm not I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say here I think when traumatic things happen it's really um not fair or okay to tell somebody that they deserve that or it's happening for them not to them whatever I don't really believe that I don't think I deserve to be sexually assaulted I don't think it made me a better person I think it just gave me more trauma and fucked me up more um so I definitely don't want to make it seem like I'm saying oh yeah it made me a way better person but it definitely made me not want male attention anymore to some extent I won't say fully but I chopped my hair off I used to like cry about cutting my hair short because my dad always said he didn't think women with short hair were attractive like you had to have long hair um but I voluntarily chopped my hair off because I had been bleaching it and straightening it every single day so I was very dead um, and I, that's to this day is the shortest my hair's ever been. And I stopped wearing makeup in high school, like immediately in ninth grade. And I wasn't going out of my way to meet boys or to talk to boys at all in high school. And I didn't have 
a boyfriend until my senior year because of that. And so I think that this experience is what made me so confused because, like I said, I had a lot of queer friends in high school. I was not boy crazy by any means. I was more on the hating men vibe. Like, I was not going to go out of my way for a man's attention. Um, And I just kind of thought that I was over all of that. Looking back, though... I think there was still a part of me that wanted to be desired, that hoped that a man would desire me in a healthy way because, you know, being assaulted is the worst kind of desire you could ever possibly have. It makes you feel dirty and gross and I struggled with that feeling for a really long time. But somewhere deep down, I still wasn't fully myself with men. So I had gotten over the obsession with them, the desire to completely change who I was to appease a man, but there was somewhere deep down inside of me that still felt like I could not fully be myself around men, and I think that that trickled into life in general. I felt very uncomfortable being who I was, and I didn't really notice this again until looking back in hindsight. It's definitely true, though. I never, I've never dated anyone who I felt like understood me. I don't think any of my exes really know who I am as a person at all. And it's not to fault them. Like, it's not their fault that they didn't understand me or know me. It's fully mine. I never felt comfortable completely being myself. And this is something that I've noticed, obviously, now. Because, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's hard for me to talk about how I'm feeling in the moment. And... I think even with my friends, sometimes it's really hard for me to feel completely comfortable. Not always. Like, I I definitely meet some friends where I just instantly feel like they know me and I can trust them. But I am very guarded. And I never really used to think that I was guarded or that I had trust issues until I started accepting my sexuality. That's one thing that it really made me notice that I'm very closed off and I do not trust people at all really. And so even though in high school I was very independent, like I watched people who had high school sweethearts and then they graduated and they broke up with their high school sweethearts and just had no sense of self, I did not have that experience at all. And because of that, I think I never really sat back and questioned why I act the way I act or why I do things the way that I do things because I feel like I really did grow up having my own back and so I never really thought that there was anything off and again I was on my man-hating shit like everyone came to me for advice on stuff because they knew I wouldn't bullshit them and so it just never even really crossed my mind that maybe I was bullshitting myself and if I had never come to terms with my sexuality I don't know if I would have ever even realize this to be honest but fast forward to 2022 I would say that spring summer so right before I turned 25 I started to question if I liked women I think I've always enjoyed looking at women I always thought women were more interesting to look at than men um But I never really let myself go there. Like, I never really let myself think, but what if I dated them? Like, what if that was my girlfriend? That was a thought that was so suppressed in my mind because there's nothing 
misogyny hates more than a woman who likes a woman because it can't thrive in that environment. If there's no man, where's the misogyny going to play? But it does play a role, let me tell you. So yeah, I just think that I had never even allowed myself to have that thought because my biggest fear growing up was to appear to be masculine. And I had always kind of suppressed things about myself to try to appear more feminine, which I don't ever think really worked. <laughs> I am very masculine. I would say that masculinity is easier to me sometimes than femininity. And I don't struggle with that. I don't have any gender dysphoria. I love being a woman. I'm proud to be a woman. I just think that because I was chasing my dad so much as a kid, I took on a very masculine lifestyle, I guess. And also just all things considered, like growing up around boys, growing up close to my brother. And my mom definitely did not help with this because even Samantha struggles with this, my sister. My mom played a very masculine role in her relationship with my father. She really did everything and still to this day does everything. Like she did all of our yard work, all of our, she redid our floors in our house, painted our rooms, built our furniture. And she also cleaned everything and cooked everything and handled all the money. And my mom just did everything. And so I feel like I definitely internalized that. I mean, I'm a Virgo. I'm a perfectionist. I love doing everything. Don't give me the opportunity to be in control of everything because I will be. And I would say in all of my relationships, friendships or not, I always feel like I'm the one that has to do everything. I've never felt like I got to be the kind of feminine role, even with my friends, but definitely not with my partners. I was always the one holding this shit down, you know? And so somewhere very subconsciously in my mind, anything else that could add to that was a fear. I already felt like I wasn't feminine enough for this world. And so liking women is like <laughs> times a million not feminine enough. Like that was not something I felt like I could do. And that was something that I really had to face head on when confronting my sexuality. Because I used to always say things like, I could make out with a woman and I could do stuff with a woman, but I could never date a woman. Which, by the way, if you've ever said that to yourself, you might be a little bit of a girly pop, you know? Because um, <laughs> apparently that's what most people tell themselves who end up being a little bit queer. And looking back, I did have a lot of experiences with women. Like in elementary school, I was making out with my best friend. And then I can't remember if it was sixth grade or seventh grade. But I had moved schools and I had a new best friend and I was also making out with her. Like, I was doing stuff with women long before I was doing stuff with men. And I think a big part of that is because I felt a lot safer with women than I do with men still to this day. Like, that's something that I'm having to work through. Um, but yeah, I had always had an attraction to women. I just didn't allow myself to really notice it or internalize it. I was very closed off to it the whole entire time. But in 2022, I went on a very deep spiritual journey and I started having these thoughts of like women that I had never had before. And it kind of scared me a little bit. 
it made me nervous. I definitely got cold feet about it because I started looking at women and trying to think about how I actually felt more. And I had kind of accepted the fact that I liked women. And then I backed out of it completely. I was like, no, I don't want to call myself bisexual. I've never even dated a woman. And I don't want to make the community look bad. Like, I remember thinking, I don't want queer people to be discredited if I take on this identity and then realize that I'm wrong. I felt like that would make the whole community look bad for some reason, as if people aren't allowed to change their minds. But you're kind of not in heteronormity. So I think that that's why I put my own judgments on the queer community. In the queer community, you are a lot more accepted. You can change your mind. You can change your label. They're there to help you understand yourself. They're not there as concrete. And I do enjoy that because, as we know, I don't like labels. And I think that's really what I was struggling with. I don't like labels. And it was hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm bi because it felt like a strong commitment and I just I'm not somebody who feels free and better having a label to put on themselves if anything it feels like a cage to me so I definitely really ran from that commitment at first but also another little fun fact about me that probably should have made me realize that I'm queer long before I did is people always assumed I like women Like, that was always an assumption. I could be booed up with a man and people would just assume that I was bisexual. Like, nobody ever, ever believed I was straight. My best friend never, ever thought I was straight. Like, people closest to me never thought that I was a straight woman. That was a common theme in my life as well. And it wasn't just straight people either. Like, queer people, their gaydar would always go off with me. Everyone always thought that I was gay. Everybody. And so after I had kind of like suppressed this about myself and was like, no, I can't take on that label. Like, I, I just can't do it. Um, I started working where I work now. And back then I was just watching Titus. And my boss, Tiffany, who dates only women, said something about me liking women. Like, she just assumed that I liked women, which isn't out of the ordinary for me. Again, people often did this with me. But this time, it kind of I don't want to say it clicked because it didn't immediately click but I didn't want to deny it when she said it I wasn't like oh no absolutely not I was like yeah I think I do kind of like women and that was kind of the first time I admitted that out loud to anybody she has no idea still to this day (laughs) that that was my um, experience with her and I was still kind of in denial I wasn't fully like yeah I love women I would totally date a woman I was like yeah I, I think a part of me likes women, like, maybe, it's not something I've explored, but, like, I kind of want to, like, it was more so like that, it was a lot more timid, I wasn't immediately like, yeah, I like women, it was just kind of like, I don't want to say a fuck no to this, you know, I'm not at a hell yes, but I'm not at a fuck no, either, and that was kind of the start of me really deconstructing my feelings, I started to allow myself to look at women and think, what if I was dating them? And here's another funny thing. I used to also always feel like if I was a guy, like if I was dating women, that I would be such a good boyfriend. Like I remember having that thought all the time. Like if I could just date a woman, I would be way better than these men. Like I remember thinking that a lot when I was younger. That was a common thought that I had. Did that send off red flags to me? No, no, we were deeply closeted. (laughs) 
we were deeply closeted. But for like the first time in my life after that, I started to look at women and wonder like, what if I dated them? Like I started looking at girls and thinking that could be my girlfriend. Cause you know, sometimes at least I'm like this, maybe this is just fangirl behavior, but I'll see like a man that's kind of famous and think like, oh, imagine if I was dating him. Like he's so cute. He's so fine. He would be so much fun to be with. And I had never really allowed myself to look at women and think that, but I started to like there and I follow a lot of queer people again, maybe that should have been a red flag. Like I grew up watching coming out videos and I really enjoyed queer creators. So I just started looking at them and thinking like, what if I was dating them? And that is actually what made me really face all of this misogyny that I had internalized because even though I would look at feminine women and think they were attractive, I did not want to date a feminine woman, woman, English. It's hard for me. Um, I never wanted to date a super femme presenting woman. So even though I enjoyed the way that they looked, I would never let myself go there. I was like, I can't be the man in their relationship. Which made me realize if I'm trying to date women, like, why do I even feel that way? There is no man in our relationship. Like, that's kind of the whole fucking point here, ma'am. And that is what really made me reflect on why I felt that way and unpack all of this misogyny that I had grown up with. Um, and again, I think even if my dad wasn't so misogynistic, I would still feel this way because I think that misogyny is such a big part of our society. And definitely when it comes to like hetero households and relationships, misogyny is still living and thriving in those environments. And so I don't know. I just, I was kind of struggling still thinking like, how would this work? How would dating them work? Like, I know that I am kind of open to it, but I just, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that I won't be as satisfied as I would dating a man. I'm worried that like I could hurt somebody's feelings if I try to pursue this, all that. I don't know. I just, I felt so unsure still because of that misogyny creeping its little head into my mind. Um, it stressed me out. And then I remember I went out one day. I went to a movie premiere for somebody whose hair Tiffany did. Um, she was invited to the premiere of this movie and she brought me and her girlfriend. And I remember seeing them together and having a moment of like, damn, I'm lonely. Like that's kind of, um, they're cute. They're happy in it. And it made me feel a little bit lonely. And I feel like most people would say that's common sense. Being around a really cute couple makes you lonely, but it doesn't for me normally. It doesn't. I've never like around people who are coupled and think like, damn, I want what they have. Um, or I wish I had a partner. Like loneliness is not a familiar feeling to me. I don't often think like, oh damn, I'm really lonely. Like I remember as a kid, I used to a lot. Like in fifth grade and in middle school, all I wanted was a partner, a boyfriend, some male attention, male validation, some something. Like, I was a very lonely kid. And then also, like, I just never felt super connected to my parents. I was very lonely, and I used to always pray and pray and pray for a boyfriend and want to feel loved and valued and have that attention. And I just kind of got over that as an adult. Like, I feel like I fill my cup up enough, and if I never ever have a serious partner like I'm okay with it but I think because I had kind of pushed down 
women in relationships and just questioned myself so much. It was like a wake-up call to me, in a sense. Like, seeing them together, there was nothing missing there. Like, they weren't missing anything. Nothing was lacking in their partnership. And I think it made me realize, like, oh, I've been looking at these women thinking that, like, something will be lacking without a man because that's what's so shoved down our throats growing up. And that's really not how it is at all. When I look at them together, I actually am, like, a little bit jealous. Like, I, I want what they have. They look happy as fuck. They look happier than I've ever been in a relationship. They look more connected than I've ever been in any relationship. And that was a really big breaking point for me. And it made me realize that growing up in a household with a mother and a father who did not talk about gayness or queerness at all. My dad's very homophobic. Um, never even shed light on that being a possibility. It really made it hard for me to picture my life like that. And even though I had a bunch of gay friends growing up, that misogyny was so subconsciously internalized within me that I had never really noticed it. And I'm going to get a little bit off topic here for a minute, but it's been really hard for me this year because, you know, whenever it's Pride Month, the homophobes love to show their face. And I've seen a lot of people who I'm friends with post things like, oh, I can't remember what exactly it says. It's some picture on Facebook. I'm sure you've seen it. It's like an umbrella and it has like a husband, a wife and two kids and a rainbow. They're like blocking themselves from the rainbow with the umbrella and it's like, I will teach my kids to love and respect your kids, but basically, like, we're not teaching them about gay people. And I've ha I've seen so many people share it and be like, yeah, we don't care if you're gay, but, like, don't shove that down my kid's throat. Which is actually very homophobic, in case you were wondering. Like, if you feel that way, if you genuinely feel that way, you are homophobic. And you cannot change my mind on that, because if you flip the narrative in any way, you realize how wrong that sounds it's like saying it's okay if your children really struggle mentally and have um really bad depression really crippling anxiety whatever like we'll teach them to respect your kids but don't let them think that my kids can be that way or like if you want to bring race into it imagine if that post said it's okay if you're black I'll teach my kids that it's okay that your children are black but don't let them think that your black kids can come in here that's not an okay thing to say at all and if you really do believe that, you are homophobic. Can you tell I'm angry right now? That post, it just, it's really triggering for me to see it because that mindset is what has really, really affected me and affected my whole entire life. It's made it hard for me to accept myself and who I am. And not only in like a wanting to date women sense, but it's also affected all of my relationships ever with men. I don't know. I don't want to keep talking about it because I'm just going to get really angry. Can you tell that I'm angry? <laughs> I'm feeling really angry now. It's just like, it, it really has been triggering for me. And it's, it's really, um, it really sucks to see people that you like say stuff like that because it's like, damn, like that's like the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life was that mentality. And it's, affected me a lot more than making me struggle to realize that I want to date women. Like, it affected so many parts of my life that homophobic 
mentality. And it's just really hard for me to see that right now. It really, really, really pisses me off. It really pisses me off. And that umbrella teaching, when you see those umbrella pictures, um, that all comes from like a Christian cult. What are they called? It's what the Duggars had. What the Duggars were. It's like I something LP. IBLP. IPLB. Some shit like that. I don't know. I'm dyslexic. Okay, don't ask me. But that umbrella teaching is from their little Christian cult. So you're basically saying you're like agreeing with a cult mentality, which is also fucking weird. Um, <laughs> didn't I say I was going to get off of this topic? And here I am still going at it. Still ranting. That's just um, been really hard for me, but we're going to skip this topic. Okay, we're going we're gonna to keep going. I don't want to keep talking about it because it just makes me, makes my blood boil. It makes me so angry. Um, but yeah, after hanging out with Brooke and Tiffany, it really came full circle for me. After that day, I think I knew with confidence and I was okay with it. it I wasn't struggling with it. I wasn't concerned that I would change my mind. I was very confident in my answer. And then I tried to come out to two people, right? I tried to tell my best friend Jordan and Jordan was immediately like, finally, you figure it out. Like, I've always known this about you, which again, I've said before that Jordan always assumed that I was. Um, so that was Jordan's response. Finally, you finally realize this about yourself. And then I decided to tell Nasha because Nasha is also bisexual and um I talked to Nasha every day so I just snapchatted her and was like hey I'm bi I'm, I'm really realizing this about myself I'm definitely bi and she responded the same way <laughs> she responded and said I thought you knew this I thought this was something you already realized about yourself um so that was hilarious and after that I was like <laughs> you know what, I'm just not even going to come out to people <laughs> because pretty much everyone knew this before me. Again, another red flag, another red flag. I should have known this a long time ago. So after that, I didn't really try to come out to people anymore. The only other person that I wanted to come out to was my mom. And this was important to me because my dad is very hateful and very homophobic. And so I just thought that I could lessen the blow with my mom. I think my mom Again, she's grown up with this really bad, misogynistic outlook on the world, and I don't know why. I thought that she would be a lot more accepting, and I knew that my dad wouldn't, and so, like, I just wanted one of my parents to, like, know more about me, because I feel like my parents don't really know much about me anyways, in general. Like, I, we don't really talk about things. Which, again, could be a great reason why I struggle so much talking to people now about things. Because I just, I don't have parents that I talk to about my day or about my life or about my breakups or about my relationships or about my friendships. Like, they don't really know anything about me. So, I don't know. I just wanted her to know. And I knew that I would never come out to my dad. Not that I'm always going to be closeted with him. Like, but it's just going to be more so like I'll get a girlfriend and bring a girl home and that's how he's going to find out like I don't really care to sit down and have a conversation with him I'm past the point of feeling like I need to explain myself to him I don't feel like there's anything I need to tell that man about me he never wanted to listen to anything about me before I don't feel any pressure to tell him anything now also sorry these birds were so obnoxiously loud um I literally like what what are y'all doing are you fighting up there I'm so confused <laughs> 
why are y'all suddenly being so noisy anywhere um yeah I don't know I just I felt like I really wanted to tell my mom and so I did and she didn't have a bad reaction like she wasn't um like oh absolutely not you can't be gay my mom's really not homophobic at all my favorite friend growing up of hers was Alex he lived in my neighborhood so she automatically knew who he was more and Alex like really tried to have a relationship with my mom um but yeah my mom's hairdresser is a lesbian like I know my mom's not homophobic but I definitely think that she does not want me to be gay like I think she just looks at it as it's going to make her life so hard because of her husband and also because she thinks that the best thing you could do in life is to have kids and so in her mind it's like if you're dating women how are you gonna have kids kind of vibe you know she just didn't react to it how I wanted like I really wanted some support and I feel the opposite she kind of tried to invalidate me she's like you've always been boy crazy which she's right I was I was boy crazy when I was in middle school I was very obsessed with boys um but I don't think like she thought it was cute and it wasn't cute you know like I had serious daddy issues and wasn't like oh I really really like men and I really really have a crush on this man I was like I was desperate for some validation and for some attention. Like, it really had nothing to do with the man itself. And so that was really hard. And still to this day, if I am ever talking about a woman or liking women or anything like that around her, she always just says, yeah, I don't believe that you like women. She's very um, discrediting to it. And I don't know. I don't really hold it against her. Just because, like, I don't know. I accepted a really long time ago that I would never have the relationship that I wanted to have with either one of my parents. And I think when I get my hopes up too much with them, like, I'm just always going to be disappointed. And that's just what I did. I got my hopes up. I knew my mom wasn't homophobic and I thought that she would at least be a little bit more accepting and maybe even be... um the one to kind of break it to my dad when that time came, or at least just have my back when my dad finally does find out. But I realize now that that was a really dumb mentality to have because when it comes to my father, my mom has never had my back towards anything with my father. So I don't know why I thought that this situation would be any different. And she is the queen of invalidating my feelings and crossing my boundaries. So I don't know why I had such high hopes for her. So that was just kind of like a reality check for me of like, yeah, I don't know why you thought your mom was going to be there for you. Yeah, I don't know. But it's okay. Like, I'm okay with it. It just um, is what it is, you know? I'll just have to bring the girl home and then they can still say they don't believe me, but I don't really care. <laughs> like, that's on you. They And again, like, I just really did get my hopes up. My parents are not people that I think understand me. And I don't think they ever will. And that's okay. I really have accepted it. I just... It made me feel like a kid again. Like when I used to get my hopes up about her. But yeah, I think realizing that I am bi has actually changed every area of my life. Like even the way that I show up with men and date men and communicate with men is so different. Because I feel like for the first time, I'm fully myself in any relationship that I have. I don't really try to hide anything. I don't try to hold anything back. 
no part of me is trying to be performative. Like, my walls are a lot more down since realizing my sexuality. And I think that a lot of people just assume that being queer is being queer and, like, that's all that comes down to it. But anyone who actually is queer can tell you it's a journey, man. It's a journey. And it opens up your mind to so much more in your life and it makes you realize so much about yourself It really does. It really does. The openness of just loving whoever you want is not all it comes down to. It just, it's openness of whoever you are. Whoever you want to be, however you want to show up in this world, whatever you want to do, it's a rejection of what society places on you and thinks needs to be your outcome in your life. And... I think that's why we're all so proud. And I think that's why, like, I'm really sad (laughs) that there's no parade or anything going on because I feel really proud of myself and I feel really, really proud of being bisexual. It's something that I'm probably, like, the most proud of about myself currently because, as you all know, it's just completely changed my life and made me really reflect and learn a lot about myself. And for the first time ever, I actually really do want to be in a relationship. And I do want to just be more open to having experiences with other people. I don't feel so closed off and I don't feel like I need to just do everything alone and by myself. And that is definitely a feeling that I have never experienced. So yeah, it's deeper than just your sexuality. And I think it's like that for all queer people, which is why Pride Month is so important and us being proud of who we are is, it's just so much more than what it seems like to straight people. (laughs) Anyways, that's going to be it for today. That's all I want to say. Maybe one day down the road, I'll make another episode about like all of my queer red flags, like signs I definitely should have known that I was a little bit gay. Like, come on, Jamie. You were messing with women before you were ever messing with men. (laughs) You're friends with all of your exes. That's another big red flag. I don't have any exes that I'm not, like, on good terms with. I'm on good terms with every single ex-boyfriend that I have. That's a very queer thing to be. And if every single other person in your life just assumes that you're a little bit bi, you probably are. You probably are. (laughs) But yeah, that's how I found that I'm bisexual. It's a long story, isn't it? I bet you thought it was going to be shorter. Thank you for listening to it, though. I love you guys, and I will see you all next week. Mm